Before we start, this report contains some distressing details. From The Australian, here's what's on the front. I'm Matthew Condon. It's Friday, February 9. The husband of missing Melbourne jogger Samantha Murphy has begged locals to help find his wife. Ms Murphy, 51, set out for a jog at 7am on Saturday in Ballarat and has not been seen since. Michael Murphy said, people don't just vanish into thin air. More than 1,000 people are on national disability insurance scheme plans worth more than $1 million. That figure has doubled in the past two years. And The Australian reveals today another 10,000 clients are on plans worth more than half a million dollars. That story is live now at theaustralian.com.au. Less than a week ago, Vileen White, a 70-year-old Brisbane grandmother, on a shopping excursion with her six-year-old granddaughter, was brutally stabbed to death in an alleged carjacking. Five teenagers have been arrested and charged with various offences in relation to the death. Now her murder may change the way Queensland tackles its youth crime crisis. Just after dawn on Saturday, September 20, 1952, the body of 22-year-old Commonwealth public servant Betty Shanks was discovered in the yard of a house on the corner of Carberry and Thomas Streets in Wilston, in Brisbane's inner north. Shanks had been brutally murdered and was naked from the waist down. The attack was so ferocious that some of her teeth had been kicked through her cheek and were found on the grass near her corpse. At the time of her death, sleepy Brisbane had a population of about 471,000 people. It was the sort of old-fashioned place where locals prided themselves on not having to lock their doors or windows at night. The Shanks murder changed everything. As one newspaper put it, Brisbane lost its innocence the night Betty died. Police urged women not to travel alone. Hundreds of women took part in self-defence courses after the murder. Brisbane's citizenry became vigilant. It marked a transition in the life of the city. Shank's death remains a cold case mystery but it entered the pantheon of crimes that altered their times, that transcended an awful, bloody moment and gave back to the community. There have been others. The missing Beaumont children in Adelaide in 1966. The Anita Cobby atrocity in Sydney in 1988. The Jill Ma murder in Melbourne in 2012. Crimes of a magnitude that reflect, shockingly, 
a time and place that, in a strange way, allowed them to happen, and the sort of monsters that that moment was capable of producing. Last Saturday night in Brisbane, another of these epochal crimes took place in the car park of a shopping centre in Ipswich, just outside the Queensland capital. A family is grieving and a community reeling after an Ipswich grandmother was killed in a horrific carjacking outside a shopping centre. This fatal attack defied common sense. Here was a loved and caring grandmother taking her little granddaughter on a trip to the shops. By the end of that seemingly innocuous adventure, Violene was left to die in a pool of her own blood in the shopping centre car park after allegedly being stabbed in an apparent carjacking. This God-fearing woman's life, it appeared, extinguished for a 15-year-old Hyundai Getz. Arrests were soon made. Five teenagers are tonight under arrest in relation to the stabbing death of a Queensland grandmother in a shopping centre car park as police swarmed. A teenage fugitive in handcuffs. What do you have to say to Violene White's family? On the run for almost two days, but this afternoon, police swarmed the 16-year-old's home and marched him down his driveway. Seventy years earlier, the murder of Betty Shanks elicited the same incomprehension. The pointlessness of the crime, the fragility of life, the disbelief that such horror could happen where good, law-abiding people lived and worked. The sense that, if it could happen to Betty, it could happen to anyone. It was precisely the same with the killing of Violene White. I think everyone's just so devastated by what's happened. You know, a a random act of evil, um, which has now had ripple effects, not just through a family, but our whole state. Brisbane has come a long way since Betty Shanks was slain just a couple of hundred metres from her home in suburban Wilston. The city's population now stands at around 2.5 million people. It's a vibrant, multicultural metropolis. It has shrugged off its long-held reputation as a cultural backwater, in part perpetuated by the long, long premiership of Sir Joe Bjorki-Peterson, the so-called hillbilly dictator of the 1970s and 80s. As the great writer David Malouf once said of the city, Brisbane is so sleepy, so slatternly, so sprawlingly unlovely. It is simply the most ordinary place in the world. In 2023, it was named by Time magazine as one of the world's greatest places to visit. Brisbane will host the Olympic Games in 2032. But the murder of Violene White has scratched the surface of a Queensland characteristic that's almost endearing in the face of such horror. How could something like this happen in Brisbane? How is that possible? 
It's as if, in a way, good, honest and well-meaning Queenslanders have yet to catch up to the reality that, in the case of Brisbane, they now live in a busy, sophisticated city that, for all its 21st century light, is inevitably accompanied by a commensurate volume of shadows. It may not be New York, but Brisbane is no longer sleepy. Coming up after the break, how Violin White's murder may echo politically and socially well into the future. And while I've got you, here at The Australian, we have journalists around the country and the world providing breaking news, analysis, insight and entertainment. Join us at theaustralian.com.au. We'll be back in just a moment. A troubled young woman. Her evil parents. We never had any issues between us. Has justice been done? I'm in a prison. Join journalist Richard Gilliatt as he delves into one of Australia's most gripping cases. Shadow of Doubt, a new podcast investigation from The Australian. I cannot find one of these allegations that's possible. Listen now, wherever you get your podcasts. All murders are abhorrent. But some catch a thread in a societal fabric at precisely the right moment in history and highlight a flaw that needs to be remedied. Violin White's death has thrown a very bright spotlight on not just Queensland's but the nation's recurring problem with youth justice. For the past decade in Queensland, successive governments and their premiers, Campbell Newman, Anastasia Palaszczuk and now Stephen Miles have wrestled with not just a rise in youth crime but the right legislative balance in dealing with child offenders. In so many ways, the unfortunate case of Violene White seems to have underlined that the public has reached its threshold on this issue. The death of this innocent grandmother seems to be saying... Enough is enough. Her brave husband of almost 50 years, Victor White, said as much to the media this week through the pall of his grief. I said to him, you're the premier of this state. I said, you and your government do not have a bloody backbone in your, in your body. To which Premier Miles responded. Completely understand how Victor is feeling. He's, he's grieving. He's sad and angry. Leaving aside how the Queensland Premier could possibly comprehend, let alone claim to completely understand, how a man whose wife had just been stabbed to death in a random act of violence might be feeling, this tragedy may continue to haunt Stephen Miles all the way through to the next state election on October 26 this year. The revelation that the murder accused was allegedly out on bail for previous serious crimes at the time of Violene's murder added kindling to the political debate that has risen so quickly 
around this case. This week, some government ministers made the pilgrimage to a floral shrine that has emerged at the shopping centre where Violene lost her life less than a week ago. Their flowers were placed with numerous bouquets and tributes put there by locals, by average punters who were shocked, appalled, rendered speechless by the pointless murder of one of their own. And it is precisely those punters who will determine if their government is doing enough or is up for the job here who will decide if Violene White's life and death will become one of those rare and beautiful gifts to society. An agent of change for the better. Thanks for joining us on The Front. Our team is Kristen Amiot, Leah Samoglu, Jasper Leek, Claire Harvey, Joshua Burton and me, Matthew Condon. You can find all Australia's best journalism right now at theaustralian.com.au. I'm Felicity Harley and I host Healthyish, where we chat to experts, influencers and people in the know from around the globe to arm you with the knowledge to make healthier decisions for your mind, body and soul. I think if we're going to be focusing on health, like sleep is probably the biggest component oh, of that. I, I think sleep is the cornerstone. Like choose the harder option because I've never woken up and gone, I regret that run that I went at 4am. I've never done that. Search for Healthyish and Extra Healthyish wherever you get your podcasts.